than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more. At the New Year's Eve service, I preached a message on immeasurably more. If you are not here, I need you to get the CDs, uh, get them into, get the MP3 file into your, your, your device, listen to it over and over. Immeasurably more. I emphasize the fact that for you to engage immeasurably more, you must have engaged God for open heavens. Open heavens. Immeasurably more is not when you maybe just open the tap. It's when the heavens are open over your life. When the heavens are open over your life. And I emphasize the fact that according to Deuteronomy 28, it's a curse for the heavens over the life of a man to be bronze. Because the Bible says there that when the curse of the law is in manifestation, it says the heaven over your head shall be bronze and the heart beneath you shall be iron. That means a man will toil, but because the heart beneath you is iron, you will not be able to bring forth. Because the heaven over your head is bronze or brass, it will hold back whatever heavens has in plan. But this year, somebody here is enjoying open heavens. I cannot hear your amen. amen. I said somebody here is enjoying open heavens. Amen. So it shall be immeasurably more peace, immeasurably more joy, immeasurably more progress, immeasurably more favor, amen. immeasurably more of the abundance of all good things amen. in the name of the Lord Jesus, immeasurably more peace in your home, amen. immeasurably more of divine prosperity all around you. Amen. I cannot hear your amen. amen. Glory be to Jesus. So just, just in line with the word for the season, I'm starting a, a series of teachings uh, today that will take us maybe the, the, the next uh, uh, four to five weeks, which I've titled Imagine, Imagine, Imagine. The Bible says that our God is able to do immeasurably more than we can ever think or imagine. And God has put a word in my heart for us this season. What we're doing in the month of January is to be able to energize somebody's imagination. To energize somebody's imagination. As we step into the new year, I need you to reckon with something. That, like I said before, God is always in the habit of taking us from the old into the new. And as we step into the new year, you must understand that God wants to walk with your imagination. And he wants you to leave some things behind. So I'm starting with this first message this morning that I titled, Going Beyond. We need to go beyond if we will step into. We, we need to leave certain things behind. We need to go beyond the victories, the regrets, the limitations of the past. And imagine yourself pursuing God's best for your life. Ladies and gentlemen, God's best is never in the past. It's always in the future. If God kept you alive to see a new year, that means his best is ahead of you. Are you still with me today? God's best is always in the future. That's why God is, takes imagination very seriously. Because God has given us this gift as, as humans. We have the capacity, the gift from God, to either replay the past, which we call memory. So when, you know, a man started to, you know, suffer from a condition maybe where you, you have a, a, um, 
either bias memory or you can't, you can't remember things. We, we know, we say that's a medical condition, so we start to pray about it. Am I, am I saying the truth? Yeah. Because the, 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 the way God created us, he gave us the gift. That is to replay the past. But God does not want you and I to dwell on that. The real gift is the ability to replay the future. Because his best is in the future, not in the past. What is past is already past. What has passed by is already past. There's nothing you can do about 2015 gone and gone forever. There's never going to be another year like that. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. And as we step into a new year, I'm here this morning to, to stir somebody up that it's time to press the reset button. Somebody here needs to start to press delete. Delete. You know, when, when you find files that you don't really need and you don't think you ever need again in your storage system, so you open up this folder and you saw this, you know, old emails that you're exchanging with friends and you think you don't need them again, what do you do? Am I saying the truth? Yeah, you delete. Some of us have devices that have, you know, limited memory space, 60 gig, 20 gig, and so, you know, there's some, some songs, some videos that you've had. Where the first time you got the video, it was very amusing, but now that's lost its shine. What do you do? I cannot hear you. So you make room for more, isn't it? Yeah. You make room for more. As we step into the new year, somebody here needs to learn to press the reset button, the delete button. Some things should not just escape with you into the new year. If not, what will happen? You start to, uh, your story will be like the story of a, uh, of a driver that is driving but is looking at the rear view mirror to drive, yet he wants to go forward. You know it's difficult to drive looking at the rear view mirror and you want to make some good speed? Yeah. That's what it looks like when all you embrace is just the gift of the memory and you play things that are behind you but you refuse to engage the gift of your imagination to prepare the things that are ahead. When I'm driving, especially long distance, long distance travel, and I'm driving, I love to drive. I love to drive. I do most of my trips driving. Sometimes, you know, I travel with my personal assistant, and I tell me I'll drive, to you will drive, come. Because uh, this part of, this one is not part of the work. Driving is a delight. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I love to drive. So, uh, and, but one, one thing I, I realize when I'm driving, especially long distance, is that uh, what keeps me alive while driving is just thinking about where I'm going. Just thinking about where I'm going. Yeah, that, that keeps me alive while driving. Uh, um, you know, I drove what I consider short distance during this festive period. I went to Ibadan to visit my parents-in-law, my mother-in-law is in the service this morning. Thank you, Mommy, for worshiping with us. <laughs> so I, I, I drove down to Ibadan. And you know, as I was driving, all I was thinking about was Mommy's Mandediam. <laughs> and you know, with that, you just gas as you're going, just like, you know, because you know for the glory that has been set ahead of you, you despise the shame of driving through Lagos Ibadan Express traffic. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. But you can imagine somebody driving, and all you're thinking about is the person that annoyed you at home. You know, and you're thinking, I should have waited to slap that person. 
as you are driving, you are thinking, should I make a U-turn? Because the person is still annoying me. Am I saying the truth? You, you can't enter into 2016 like that. Yeah, you can. You need to press the reset button. You need to press the reset button. You need to press the delete button on certain things. Look at what Paul wrote in Philippians, uh, 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 Philippians chapter 3 here. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, when you read from verse 13, he said, Not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold on that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of, of me. It says, brethren, I do not count myself to have, apprehend, appre- to, to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. <laughs> reaching forward, and that reaching forward starts from my mind. And ladies and gentlemen, God is happy when I engage my imagination. God is happy. God is happy. God is happy. Because when I zoom into the realm of imagination, I start to play at the realm of God. The realm of God is the realm of possibilities. Yeah. That's the realm of God. It's the realm of possibilities. You don't zoom into the realm of God until you zoom into the realm where you can play what is possible. What is past is past. You have seen what could be possible, but there are more possibilities ahead of us. And God always wants us to lay hold on that. So we, we, we keep moving forward. We don't keep looking at the rearview mirror. We keep looking at what is ahead of us. That's why even in the making of the car, the, 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 the windshield, the front shield, is always bigger than the rearview mirror because that's the one you need mostly to make progress. Am I saying the truth? <laughs> I said, am I saying the truth? Even the way God created us, he put the two eyes in front, not at the back. If, you, if some people were God, you will put one in front, one at the back. Yeah. For, for total coverage. But, <laughs> and, and the way some people are living their life, they actually wish they have one there to be seeing all those funny people. You know, all the naysayers of 2015. But God says, I wanted to move beyond that. I wanted to see beyond that. This season, your to-be list must come before your to-do list. Because being precedes doing. And being starts from imagination. I need to imagine who I can become. The mistake we make a lot of times, you get into a year like this, and you know you join all those people writing uh, um, New Year resolutions, what I'm going to do, what I'm not going to do. It's not about what you will do and what you will not do. It's about who you want to be in 2016. Being precedes doing. And it, it's when you become a kind of person that you do certain things. Are you still with me today? Yeah. You need to become before you do. Yeah. There's nothing you're going to do to a monkey, for instance, that will make the monkey preach a powerful message like I'm doing right now. Because it's not a human being. Doesn't have, does not have the God-given capacity to do this. So the monkey, first of all, needs to, if I thought there's any form of evolution that can make him to become me in a short time, become a full-grown human being, before he can do that. Being precedes doing. So let's not over-focus on doing. 
We engage our imagination. We see possibilities. We see who we can become. Then life starts to make, I mean, gain better meaning. When I put pressure on myself and on, on my imagination, is to see possibilities of who God wants me to be in this new season. And I tell myself, God, man, you have been a pastor, for instance, a pastor of, one, of a church in one location for five years. Now, as I speak here this morning, uh, two other services are going on at the Life Point Church, at the Mainland Church. And we have the Internet Church, people watching all over the world. There's, there's, there's a kind of person that only has the capacity to manage a small congregation in the corner of somewhere called Premier Logodewe. There's another kind of person who can get things moving for God's kingdom in multiple sites and multiple locations, and lives are changing and transforming. That's who I have become, and I'm becoming better at it. I don't know how that translates to you. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying today. Yeah, I don't know how that translates to you. This one shop in one location has to become multiple locations. But this one, that you can't trust anybody with anything, with that one shop, you have not become. You have to become. Is it, when, I, when I mentor pastors and I, I, I talk to them, do you know, a pastor may be praying now, God, uh, um, who is the biggest pastor in Nigeria? Let, let me just, I mean, just pardon me. Let me just say Pastor Adeboe. Lord, as a young pastor, I want to become Pastor Adeboe, or I want to be like Pastor Adeboe. Do you know what it means to be Pastor Adeboe? Yeah? To oversee maybe like 10,000 parishes all around the world. And it's not just church member. You don't even know the name of your senior pastors. Because senior pastors, maybe you have 5,000 senior, not all the pastors. You have like over 100,000 pastors. Some people here want to be like Aliko Dangote. Let's come to business now. I've left church. <laughs> and like I said, you can't trust one person to sit on this one small shop. Now, <laughs> and you want to have a coated company where they say for you, you have to have a board and the board is more powerful than you. That's why we don't, <laughs> we don't have too many big companies of Nigerian origin. People are not becoming who God wants them to be. And those of us in church must redefine the landscape. Because we have the God-given capacity to evolve. Are you still with me this morning? Yeah, we have the God-given capacity to evolve, to become who God wants us to be. It's a journey of faith, but you must engage God and let him breathe on your imagination. So you start to see possibilities. You start to see possibilities. In Luke chapter 18, when you read from verse 18, a young rich ruler approached Jesus and asked him, Master, what can I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus said, that shall not commit adultery, that shall not steal, that shall not do this. He said, all this I've done from my youth. Then say something else. Then Jesus said, ah, it's true. It's not about doing. It's about being. So Jesus looked at him. But because he didn't want to repeat the issue he had with Nicodemus, you know in, in John, John chapter 3, when Nicodemus came and said, no man can do all these things that you do. He was focusing on doing. Jesus looked at him. John uh, chapter 3 there. He said, except a man be born again. He said, he said, it's not about doing. It's about being. The person who gave back to me must give back to you. 
then you become like me, and then you can do what I'm doing. Now, another person came now and said, uh, what can I do to inherit? And Jesus said, do this, do this. He said, I've done all that. Then Jesus looked at him and said, you know what? This is about being. You have to be a steward or a disciple. And a steward says, all that I am and all that I have belong to God. So Jesus said, go and sell everything that you have. Give everything to the poor. Come back and follow me. The Bible says the man left and was very sorrowful. Yeah. Because he could not become that kind of person. There's a kind of person who can leave everything behind and say, I'm a disciple. Yeah. But there's another kind of person who says, I am not ready. Yeah. In 2016, I see you becoming who God has created you to be. Nothing shall no longer be able to limit you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody in this new season, your imagination is empowered. To step up to the level that God has created you to be for this season. In the precious name of Jesus. Oh, say it better, amen. amen. So to express transformation, we must engage our imagination. We must engage our imagination. We must engage our imagination. If you're going to express transformation, you must engage your imagination. What you cannot imagine, you cannot experience. Yeah. What you cannot imagine, you cannot experience. What you cannot imagine, you cannot experience. Can, can, you, can you just for a minute imagine with me? How can a lava, a worm, imagine itself flying? Can you put up my slide, please? How can a lava, you know, imagine itself flying? You know, in elementary science, you have uh, um, the lava, poop, you know, this, this. I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen this before, yeah. I wanted to say I'm sure you took integrated science but I realized that some people scored in some other parts of the world. Yeah, and some people skipped primary school. <laughs> They're too brilliant, you know, so they just promoted them to secondary school. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, you can imagine, they said that the butterfly, its evolution is through a process called metamorphosis. Metamorphosis is from egg to lava to pupa and then to the adult butterfly. When you look at the lowest part, maybe the, the, the worm-like stuff, and you see some colorful creatures flying all over the place, you, can you imagine the amount of work that this worm-like creature needs to do to be able to come to the terms with the fact that I also have the capacity to be this beautiful and to take up in the hair. I believe in this month of January, God wants to work on your mind like that. Somebody here needs to develop the capacity to be able to see, can you bring back that image for me? Please, you need to be in the spirit. Yeah, and help me to pray today. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs to be able to Make the connection where tension comes into life, where struggle comes into life, is where something starts to block my ability to imagine and ability to aspire to the point that I cannot see myself beyond a particular level. I don't know about you, but I read a lot of biographies. I've read a lot of biographies of ministers. Billy Graham, E.A. Deboe, 
pastors from all around the world have read biographies of, you know, business people. All sorts. From Bill Gates to Warren Buffett to, uh, um, what's the name of the Apple guy? Jobs. His biography is this, you know, this big. When you read all those things, one thing that dawns on you is that at certain point in their lives, something happened to them that made them to see a connection between where they were and where God wanted them to be. Even the ones that did not know God. You know something about the gift of memory and imagination? It has no respect for your status spiritually. Your spiritual status only enhances it. It works. Anyhow, whether you know Jesus or you don't know Jesus. But just like when you know Jesus, it takes you in the right direction. So that you don't beat around the bush. Yeah. Because the mechanism, it's a mechanism. Is somebody still with me today? So how can a lava, a worm, imagine itself flying? What do I need to do to myself to get to the point where nothing can hinder me even though I'm, I look like I'm just a worm right now and I'm just a creepy, crawly something that's just there to something that can take off and fly? I'm going to expand on this a little more as we go into the month, but for just for this morning, I want to beg somebody here that in this season, especially as we pray and fast, you need to engage God. Something has to happen to your capacity to imagine possibilities. Something has to happen to your capacity to see something that is empty, filled up. Something has to happen to your capacity to see yourself attracting certain things into your life. Imagination is the beginning of evolution. You can't become it, except you can imagine it. You can't. You can't become it, except you can imagine it. In Genesis 11 and verse number 6, God was talking about, I mean, talking to the people building the Tower of Babel, and they were going to reach up to God. And in verse 6, the Bible says that God said, nothing shall be restrained from them that they have imagined or proposed in their heart to do. In the New King James said that they have proposed, and the King James said that they have imagined to do. Said even me, I can't really stop them because the mechanism that I've put in place. It's a mechanism that I've put in place. Let me take this to a new level this morning. Just this thought that I want to drop with you as the first step in bracing up your imagination and allowing God to do what he wants to do in your life. And that's what I started with. You need to press the refresh button, the reset button. You need to forget about certain things and not allow them to enter into 2016 with you. So Isaiah 43 when you read verse 18 and 19, Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19, the Bible says that we should remember not 
the former things. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Can you hear me tap your neighbor this morning? Do you have a list of the things of old? Do you have a list of old things in your life? How do you start to, to see that some things are now old? Is that they don't fit again. Yeah, they don't fit again. Yesterday, my, my, my daughter wore um, a dress that was, you know, way above the knee. Looked, when, when I looked at it from afar, I felt like this is not befitting for a pastor's daughter. <laughs> it was like micro-mini. Meanwhile, when I bought her that dress, it was way down the knee. But she outgrew the dress. And I remember telling her, you need to go and take this off. And then, please, let's send it to so-and-so person. A younger friend that she, she, she has. The moment you cannot make a list of things that you should outgrow and leave behind, you start to live a life of mockery. You start to live a life of mockery because people look at you and laugh. You need to be able to say, look, this, this, this is a 2015 issue and it has to stay in 2015. If I want to live at the frequency of God in this new season, this has to be behind me. He said, do not remember the former things. If you want me to do a new thing in a new season, you have to put the former things behind you. Because the former things have the capacity to, to veil your eyes or your mind from seeing what I want to do in the new season. You can't have the former things hanging around you and expect that you'll be able to see or imagine the new things that God wants to do. And that reminds me of the story of Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. So God called Abraham in Genesis 12. Just like I can say prophetically this morning that God sent me to this house to call you out of 2015 into 2016. We have crossed into the new year, but many people are still in 2015. The earlier you come out, the better. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1, said God had spoken to Abraham saying, come out of your people. Get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. In, in this verse of the scripture, you see something. It's a pattern. God is always coming, calling us out of the familiar to the new, unfamiliar. But as humans, we're creatures of habit, so we love the familiar. We struggle with the new. And that's why we don't make much progress. God is in the habit of always calling us out of the familiar and playing with our imagination. Said, said to Abraham, I want to take you to a place that I will show you. The moment you tell somebody, I'm taking you to a place I will show you, what happens? The person starts to imagine it. If after the service, I walk up to you, I said, I want you to follow me somewhere, and it's a good place. You'll just be wondering, where is pastor taking me? Is it five-star hotel? Is it... Uh, are we going to Asso Rock? You just be imagined. You'll be thinking of everybody I know and all the people that are close to me who, have, who, who may have something good. And you'll be thinking, maybe that's where Pastor is taking. That's what 
God wanted to tickle Abraham's imagination, literally speaking. Take him to a place that I will show you. And then he started to describe the place. He said, and I will bless you there. I will make your name great. You know, all that, all that. But he said, first and foremost, come out of the familiar. Come out of the familiar. Come out of the familiar. We all remember the story. You know, the only thing that went wrong with this story was that Abraham, the Bible says in, I think in, the, in, in verse 5 or, or so, and Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken. But he took Lot with him. He took Lot with him. That was the only thing that made this story a bit funny. He departed quite all right, but he took Lot with him. You know, you know if, you, if you are in the habit of following God, you, you, you get to a point where it's not like it's that difficult for you to follow God. It's just like you like to keep your Lot close by. Yeah. And sometimes Lot is a human being. Some other time, Lot is not a human being. Lot is not a human being. But let, let me start out by even saying, I checked I check the meaning of the word Lot, that name, Lot, in the Hebrew. It means a covering, a veil. What Abraham took with him was a veil, a covering. It covered him so much, he couldn't see into the fullness of what God had in mind. That was why in Genesis 13, when you read, I think from verse 18 there, Genesis 13, the Bible says that Abraham, God called Abraham again after that Lot had been separated from him and said, lift up your eyes right now and look northward, southward, eastward. That means Abraham could not get into the fullness of what God had in mind for him until God helped him to be separated from Lot. Can you help me ask your neighbor, do you have any lots around you right now? So in Genesis 13 and verse 14, the Bible says, and the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had been separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. It was still the same place where he was. Nothing has changed. The only thing that changed was that Lot had been separated from him. Look from where you are. Northward, southward, eastward, westward. As far as your eyes can see. Now I can engage your imagination fully because the covering has been taken off. Every lot hanging around your destiny. As you step into 2016, I declare in the name of Jesus that the Lord my God is bringing you to a scene of separation. Every human lot that has been hanging around your destiny, decimating the capacity that God has given you, reducing the grace of God over your life, making nonsense of the favor of God upon your life, I decree in 2016, my God is separating you from lots. My God is taking the covering away from you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, somebody say, believe in amen. Sometimes lots is just a, it's just a sinner friend. Some, some other times lots is just somebody who, who is carrying a curse. And when you come into an accord with somebody who is carrying a curse upon their lives, they, 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 they are either dividing your inheritance or they, they, you know, decimating it, subtracting from it, making nonsense of the grace of God upon your life. But some other times, Lot is not a human being. Lot may be 
an emotion. Lot may be an experience. And that's where we get into the most of the struggle. Because when Lot is a human being, sometimes it's just... But when Lot is emotional, when Lot is experiential, then it becomes more difficult. It becomes ex- seriously more difficult. Can you imagine? For some people here, you wasted. And you're still thinking about it. Somebody still woke up this morning and still thinking, if only I did not uh, lose that five million naira. This morning now, I've driven a brand new car to church. And so what? It is gone. Press the reset button. <laughs> let go of Lot and let the name of Jesus be glorified in your life. Keep this slide here for me for a while. Lot, when it becomes experiential and emotional, you have regrets, pain of the past, pains of 2015, pain from failure, from setback, betrayers, and disgrace. Somebody here may have been disgraced or betrayed in 2015. It's time you allow it to go. The betrayal of 2015 cannot or should not reduce the intensity of grace coming upon your life in 2016. God said, remember not the former things. I want to do a new thing. To embrace the new, I must take away the covering from my imagination. And the covering may be the pain of the past. It may be the mistakes of the past, the missteps, the lack of awareness. The error of judgment. Because somebody may be listening to me this morning. Your marriage almost ended in 2015 because of error of judgment. You need to become a different person. Stop the shenanigans. Stop the philandering. It's a new year. And it's a new beginning. And you have to become a different kind of person if you will step into immeasurably more. Somebody still listening to me this morning. Yeah. You have to press the refresh button. You have to challenge yourself and imagine that I'm becoming a new person. I'm becoming someone who has the capacity to work with God. Who has the capacity to embrace the covenant. Lot may be limitations of the past. The barriers, the strongholds, the limited capacities. One of the blessings God has placed on my mouth at this season, which I declared on the 13th of December, is a blessing of increased capacity. Jabez prayed the prayer. He said, oh, that you bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. For someone here, you will not only pray that prayer this season, but you will take steps. Because the lack of capacities, the limitations of 2015 must not escape into 2016 with you. They must not tell you the same thing they said last year. That is because you didn't have this kind of experience or that kind of experience or because you didn't have the certification, that's why you cannot get this job. Go for the certification. Tell yourself, it's a new season. I have the capacity to become this kind of person. And until you imagine it, even if the exam will cost a lot of money, God has said that he wants to open the windows of heaven over your life. Don't put any limitation on you. Whatever you need to fulfill destiny is coming your way this season. I cannot hear your amen. Amen. 
the disappointments may become the lots and you need to leave them behind. The dashed hopes, the almost syndrome, when it's almost your turn. That's when they change the governor. You know these days they're just changing governors anyhow. And some people are already sitting and they said appeal court judgment or Supreme Court, they have removed and that governor has said, look, I'll sign everything. That has to be a thing of the past in your life. I said, that has to be a thing of the past in your life. Some other times it's the victory, victory. It's not even all these things I've been talking about. Sometimes it's the victory, the victory. The victories of 2015 must not become lot for you in 2016. Your hands are now full, so you cannot see again. The new job is consuming you. Fresh contract. Your plate is full. What can you do to a man who is full to desire more food? You have to enlarge his capacity. New investment. Your health is now restored. Now you have a new baby. Now you step into a new relationship. And because of that, your capacity to dream has been veiled. I decree in the name of Jesus that as we step into 2016, somebody here in, in, receive increased capacity to dream, increased capacity to imagine. In the name of the Lord Jesus, past victories will not stop you. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Isaiah 54, when he read verse 2 and 3, he said, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the cutting of your dwelling. He said, do not spare. Lending your cord, strengthen your stakes, for you shall yet expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Say better amen, somebody. Amen. As a round off this morning, I want to speak over somebody's life here. It's time to come out and put 2015 behind you. I know it was hard, it was rough, it was tough. But it's time to come out. And somebody needs to say with me, I'm coming out. Oh, come on, say it again, say, I'm coming out. Come on, say it again, say, I'm coming out. Somebody's leaving that sense of defeat behind you. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning, but you have a sense of defeat. Maybe somebody walked out of your life in 2015, Maybe a business partner said, I can't cope with you. Let's go our separate ways. You bid it for a contract and you put all your best into it and it looked like it's going to work out, but it didn't work out and that was where you, what you spent half of last year doing. And then you have a sense of defeat, of failure. You need to leave it behind you and press that refresh button. And as you leave all these lots behind, whether it's human, experiential, emotional, I see the Lord bringing new people into your life. I said, I see the Lord bringing new people into your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Like Jesus spoke to Lazarus. I speak to someone here this morning. Come out. Come out. Come out of defeat. Come out of disappointment. Come out of incapacitation. In the name of the Lord Jesus. When Jesus spoke to Lazarus, the moment Lazarus started to take steps, and he came out of the tomb. Jesus made a statement. He said, lose him. And let him go. Instead of lots who are coverings, 
I decree in the name of Jesus, in 2016, you will have helpers of destiny. Yeah. Who will lose you into the fullness of your potentials? Who will lose you into the fullness of profiting? Who will lose you in the right direction? Who will take all the coverings away from you? In the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, there's some things God can do. There's some things we have to do. And there's some things people around us just have to do for us. Because I wondered when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Should I said, come to me. Let me lose you. But he spoke to the people around him. He said, lose him and let him go. I decree heaven is releasing people into your life. Amen. Who will lose you into the fullness of your blessings. Amen. Who will lose you into the fullness of your capacity. Amen. Someone here, you have tried, you have worked. You have produced this thing. It looks good, but nobody's embracing it. Whatever, whoever you need to get in touch with. Whoever needs to celebrate this thing that God has given you. So that I can get into the limelight. I decree in the name of Jesus. 2016. My God is ordering your steps. Amen. No one here shall remain bound. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So I speak to every Lazarus in this house. Come forth. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I speak to every Abraham living in the familiar territories. I command you come forth. Amen. Come forth. Come forth out of disappointment. Come forth out of delay. Come forth out of reduced capacity. Jesus will bless your name. Lift your hands to Jesus today and bless him all over this place.